What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time. It's Media Clash time. I'm your host, Wayne, as always, joined by... Paul. And we are going to talk about all the things that happened this past week and all the favorite things that we watch and play. And as always, we start every show with what we're watching, what we're playing. I really haven't played anything. Uh, played a little bit of Destiny. Um, there's still like a month left on this season, so I'm just going to have to like go in hard to get the the battle, the season, like the 100 levels done so I get everything. Um... <clears throat> But other than that, there hasn't. I still haven't gotten the uh, the Shredder uh, Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge game yet. I think I'm just gonna wait until I can get the physical copy, so I can get Tim this on the cover. Isn't it in September? August first. Yeah, should okay. I think it releases August first? Um, as far as things that I have watched that you have not watched, uh, I watched. The uh, the finale for Miss Marvel was Wednesday. It is a really good show. I can't. I, I just. I can't understand the reason why people are shitting all over it. Um, like Angry Joe just put. Like I didn't even watch it because I can't even watch his freaking reviews because I'm like, dude, you're not a critic. You don't think about shit critically at all. And I don't like it. And I'm gonna yell about it. Like that's that's what you made your fucking brand from. So that's that's all you are. You're not a critic. Um, but I mean, like, and again, I just want to like look at him and go, like, bro, this isn't made for you. Like, yeah, you can enjoy it, but this isn't really made for you. And I just don't, you know, other people who complain about it, I'm like, dude, it's it's normalizing, like, a culture that the American film industry has like turned into villains and terrorists. Like, no, this is a great show with great messages that all kind of link up. I don't know how I feel about the uh, reveal of there's a mutation in your genetics that we saw at the end. And it directly connects to probably what's going to be the beginning of the Marvel's Captain Marvel movie. And they played the uh, X-Men theme. Well, yeah, when he says mutants, it's like a weird version of the X-Men 97 theme. So that's going to be the that's gonna be the little the little stinger anytime someone, I guess, refers to mutants until we get like an official thing. And Feige said he's supposed to be doing something this year that explains like the timeline going forward. So at that point, we'll probably get an official like timeline for phase four like what movies go where and when what happens happens um but it's a really good show like you should like you haven't watched it yet i'd say go watch it i'm gonna now that it's all i, I mean I'm it's like just it's, gonna... it's not even six hours because i mean the episodes are never as long as they actually show it includes like opening credits recap and then in credits so you're looking at probably like Five hours, maybe most, because it really looks like the lead actress who plays Miss Marvel um, looks like she's having a lot of fun. She's playing that character. Like, she's very good. As a kid, she used to dress up as this character. Like it's the, yeah. it's the Tom Holland thing. Like Tom Holland was a star, like a Spider Man nerd, and this actress is like. A Miss Marvel nerd, like 
And the way she acts is like, yeah, that's a fucking typical, It's a fucking teenager. Like, yeah, teenager in high school. This isn't like some overly dramatic CW bullshit. Yeah. This is written very well. Like, I don't see anything. There was, There's nothing really that I saw that I wouldn't buy actually happening. And especially in the MCU, because like the ending, you have like the local cops standing up to the damage control agents to keep them from getting their hands on her. In the MCU, I see that happening. After the Battle of New York, I see the cops looking at a superhero who's clearly helping people and being like, no, you're not getting through. It's, and then people, I mean, I know people will complain, oh, the villains were dumb and there's no action. Like, brah, every villain doesn't need to be fucking Thanos. Not every villain in the comic books is fucking Thanos. Like you had, that's why you have B-level, C-level, D-level villains. That, that, that's why. You, knew, you need to have the reoccurring villains in order for your superheroes to be superheroes for more than a week. And then like, oh, the action, like, why, why does it, why does, like, it's the people who complained about Moon Knight. Not enough Moon Knight, not enough action. Bruh, comic books aren't fight scenes on every page. There are entire, like, multiple issue arcs where nothing fucking happens but exposition. I'm telling you, man, I really think collectively humanity, Amer- at least American humanity, has ADHD. They don't have attention span. They can't sit through shit. Well, it's the rise of TikTok and short form entertainment that you could just watch on your phone, like the little bitty uh, short Facebook shorts or the Instagram. I mean, it's just like, like, and then like again, people who uh, review each episode. It's like, dude, this is a you know, this is a a story. A single story with six episodes. It was my biggest complaint with Kenobi. People shitting on each individual episode. They did the same thing with Boba Fett. Oh, this makes no sense. Like, bro, it's a story. These are chapters in a book. You You don't judge, like, you don't judge Lord of the Rings by one chapter. You sure as hell don't judge any of George R. R. Martin's books by one chapter. Stephen King, you don't fucking just read one chapter and fucking say, oh, nope, this is a fucking stupid story. This is a six-episode story that go like that clearly shows a story arc for the main character of the fucking show. It doesn't matter what the villains do. It doesn't matter. Like, it's the journey of the main character. Like, she doesn't have annoying parents. Usually these shows about kids, the parents are annoying. The brothers are annoying. Everything else, everybody else is like everybody makes sense in this movie. I mean, in this show, like it all works perfectly fine. I I very much enjoyed it, and I'm a fucking 42 year old man. I looked at it and saw like this is, again, like I said, like anytime we've talked about it, it's very reminiscent of the old teenage coming of age movies from the 80s. Who was that? Martin and no. What? Who did all those 80s teen movies? John Hughes. John Hughes, yeah. It's very John Hughes-like, except all the characters are fully fleshed out because you've got six hours to do it in, not just an hour and a half. Every week you forget 
I do. I, I there's so <laughs> many directors in my god. I keep thinking. I keep thinking. Land, John Landis, and who did I just say? John Hughes. No, Martin. Like before, I was like Martin Land. I'm like Martin Landau's an actor. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking of all these other fucking names. I don't know why. <laughs> Too many fucking movie things in my brain. So, but yeah, I would I would definitely recommend going to watch Miss Marvel. It is a great Marvel show. It's very, I mean, it's it's very true to the comic too. Like, there's a lot of stuff from the show that has just been like directly translated. Yeah, she's not an Inhuman. But again, that comes down to corporate decisions. She was made an inhuman when she debuted because uh, if she would have been made a mutant, Fox would have had the rights to her. So she was made an inhuman, so Fox didn't have the rights to her. Like that was a big push after the MCU started and, you know, Fox wouldn't play nice. The X-Men got pushed to the back. The Inhumans got pushed to the front. And it's just worked out there. The Fantastic Four disappeared for a while. Because all those Fox characters just did not get attention. Now they can. So now we'll get mutants and Kamala will be a mutant instead of an Inhuman. Yeah, that's what they talked about. It's like now they got Fox. They can do... uh, Start saying the M-word. Yeah. Start... I mean, they didn't say you're a mutant. They just said mutation. So there's still no way that we still don't have no idea how they're going to introduce an entire section of people, population of people who have this. Um, again, I'm looking forward to the Marvels. Like Brie Larson showed up at the end of the show. She switched places with fucking Kamala. Yeah. Looked fucking awesome. I mean, I, again, I have no problems with it. Just like I didn't have any problems with fucking Kenobi and people were shitting all over it. And like, bro, it's a fucking a six episode show. Like, watch all of it. And everybody's like praising that dude who edited it down to like two and a half hours. I'm like, if that's what you wanted, then you should have made it known that all you wanted was a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, you can go make anything after somebody else has put in all the work in it. I mean, look at, um, was it the prequels cut? Oh yeah, you can go make the prequels amazing now that they're all out and you know what they cut. It's a very different thing when you're actually making the movie. Was it the Scrubs guy who did it? No. I thought it was just like a fan cut of the prequels. Because mm-hmm. mo- the, whole, the whole thing with the fan cut of the prequels is most of the first movies cut out. Um, other than that, there's really, I don't think there's anything else that I've watched. Uh, I watched Dave Chappelle's acceptance speech from the Duke Ellington school in DC. The man is hilarious, fucking wise beyond his fucking years. And he's got a fucking ego on him for a very good fucking reason. He literally said, there's nobody who like, I willingly accept the challenge, like come at me. If you can come at me as good as I can give, I willingly accept it, but no one can do it. I mean, he was doing stand up when, when he was like, what, 14, 15 years old? Like, he moved and he moved to New York to do stand up at 17. Yeah, he was like, writing. he, he literally got, he, he told a story of how he got into Duke Ellington halfway through his freshman year or his sophomore year. Cause he came back from Ohio. No, his freshman year. Cause he came back from Ohio 
and went to like the East Side School in DC, and it's a fucking rough place. It's like he's it's in the eighties. It's right in the middle of the fucking crack epidemic in DC, so the fucking place is horrible. And he would go like, you know, somehow he realized he wanted to be do stand up comedy, so he went to like a stand up club or whatever. And a comedian told him, if you want to be a really good comic, you got to learn how to act. And he asked the comic why. And he goes, I don't know. You just have to. And that's when like he told his parents and his mom's like, there's a school that you can go to to learn how to do that. And he had to fucking audition to get into this school. And he said, he's like, I didn't do shit. I didn't prepare for it until like the night before. And I memorized the fucking, uh, a monologue from some Mark Twain fucking, I don't remember what he said, What some monologue from Mark Twain play. And they ask a question, why do you want to do whatever it is that you're here for? So there's no stand-up comedy curriculum in at this school. There's acting curriculum. So you go, they ask him, why do you want to be an actor? And he's like, I don't. And they're like, what do you mean you don't want to be an actor? Why are you doing it? He goes... I want to be a stand-up comedian. And I asked a stand-up comedian, what do you have to do to be a really good stand-up comedian? And they said, learn to act. His honesty and his charisma got him in like early admission to this fucking school. And the fucking rest is history. Like he said, you know, he called out teachers who like were the most important lessons he ever learned in life for his career came from teachers at this school um, he, uh, he said there was one, like just the weird, like, and I think he was, he told this story as a kind of an allegory to go with the way people are to acting today, that there was a kid when he was there that was selling drugs. And what's hilarious is he knows that people know who he's talking about. Cause he's talking to alumni at this function. So they know he's like, I'm not going to say who it was. But you can tell the audience knows who it is because when he goes to tell a story, like they react like, oh yeah, we remember that. So like this fucking drug dealer is like, he didn't deliver on the money he owed this drug dealer. So the drug dealer is like, I'm coming to the school and I'm killing you. And so like when the drug dealer and his guys came out, like every dude in the school, no matter what program they were in, gay, straight, whatever, we're all standing out front the school and said, if you want him, you got to go through all of us. And the fucking, like the fucking drug dealer just said he couldn't do anything. Hmm. So then he like, but again, the crowd, like, it's not like, oh, this is just a made up story. Like I'm telling, like the crowd reacted like, yeah, we, some, like we were there. We remember this. Like it was a, it's a, it's one of those like little 39 minute thing. He, he just throws up random shit at Tom's on Netflix Go watch um, John Stewart got the Mark Twain Award. Yes, and he does. Yeah, because he did it His for exp- when Chappelle got it. He talked about he talked about Chappelle. Yeah, and um, I, I watched that the John Stewart one and him coming up there just off the top of his head, just mm-hmm. talking about John and being hilarious. He is, he's funny, like, just when, uh, after the George Floyd thing, like, he put up that just fucking rant afterwards, and it's like, the man is fucking wise, like, he is fucking wise, he is, like, there's just no, he's eloquent as fuck, um, 
He lives back in Ohio now and some fucking commercial fucking real estate people wanted to come in and like fucking build a stupid big massive subdivision. And he's like, no, I don't want it to happen. But the fucking city council was going to do it. And he's like, okay, I'll buy it. Like he bought up all this land just so this commercial development couldn't come in and fucking build these like cookie cutter fucking subdivisions and shit to keep his little Ohio fucking town. It's like the uh, George Lucas bought all this land in California to do a, a museum type thing. And this, the people were like, no, you can't do that. We won't let you. It was like, it's my land. It's like, no, you can't do it. We voted against it. It's like, all right. So he put like affordable housing <laughs> there and just completely dropped. Tanked the fucking, yeah. Tanked the, the housing market in that oh. area. The, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what he, like, he's, again, people give him a lot of shit, and it's like, it's fucking comedy, bro. Yeah. Like, a lot of people have said a lot of shit that... It's a lot of, it's a lot of people that wasn't alive in the 80s, like... Oh, yeah. Well, it's like he said, when he was talking about the fucking kids that were, like, just, when they, like, after the closer and everybody was mad at him, he went to the school, and he lit the kids fucking, like, light into him, and he's like, all they were doing was regurgitating the talking points that they were basically hearing on like the internet. Like they, yeah. nobody was coming at him with their own opinion. It was just all shit that they were like, he's like, I know, I know exactly what you said. Cause I've heard it already like verbatim. So like, I, in the way, like the, I mean, I can see like the way he described going to that school is like, everyone was equal. Like didn't matter what you were. And it's almost like, it's like, all right, so if he's cracking jokes on people, he's not punching down. Like, he grew up, he cut his teeth in comedy. Like, as that, those were all his equals. Like, every, he's like, everybody was the same. Like, we didn't, you know, if you, he's like, the worst thing in, at that school, and I could see how, like, I could see why this is important and why it, it, it gave people thick skin. He's like, the worst thing that you, happened at that school was juries. And he's like, do y'all still have them? And basically what you would have to do is you would have to go in front of a jury of the teachers, do your creative whatever it is, and they would rip you apart. Like that is what it wasn't there to build you up. It was there to make your skin thick because the creative world is not nice. Someone will always find issue with what you do, give you a shitty review, or whatever. Like, they were building motherfuckers for the internet age in the 1980s, and we don't do that anymore. Like, everybody just gets upset when they have, like, oh, you suck. Your show sucks. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, he was like, but again, like, he's like, that's why. I'm like, I don't know. Like, everything was equal to me. We were all fucking on the same fucking level playing field at the school. So, yeah, I would say, I, 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 everything Chappelle's doing on on Netflix is amazing. He did say when he first hosted SNL, he signed his Netflix deal as he was walking out to do his opening monologue. Yeah. Like, he was like, literally, he signed a piece of paper making, giving him like $60 million as he was walking out to go do that fucking, that monologue. And going to that school is kind of what Lauren Michaels asked him if he went to like, cause he, Lauren Michaels do one of the teachers. He's like, you went to, he's like, yes, I did. And that was kind of like what I guess 
even after Chappelle show and all that, like, because he went, when he went, you know, nuts and went to fucking Africa and all that. And he came back and he was just doing like, Lauren Michaels went to him after all that and wanted him to host. And it's because he went to Ellington and he's like, all right, I know the basis of what is there. So, and it was basically a lesson on like, get what you deserve. Never do your, never do what you want to, don't be a commodity for somebody else. Let your art be a commodity for yourself kind of deal. Like he turned down fucking a shit ton of money from fucking comedy central, but he would have had no, like shit would have had to change that he didn't want to change. And he's like, Nope, I'll just, I'm I'm, bye. Yeah. It turned out 150 million. Yeah. And he's like, no, cause I want to do it my way. And he's still, when he came back, he still had fucking issues. Like he had, like he had to go out and make a viral fucking statement to get comedy central to release the fucking rights to fucking Chappelle show. Cause he still wasn't making money off of the first two seasons. Hmm. And he said the, 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 the Chappelle show was the first show put out on DVD in like a box set and it made like a million, like it sold like a million copies the first fucking day it was available. He's like, it's still one of the most sold fucking compilation DVD sets ever. And he wasn't seeing a fucking dime from it. Which again, yeah, fuck you. Like, well, he was like, not a relatively unknown, but he wasn't a proven commodity. So you're not going to get those good deals. No, but when those, when that fucking second season, when you go to him for a third season and you're still trying to fucking... Yeah, when you only sign up for two seasons and then that second season fucking explodes like yeah. it did. You're going to have to pay a lot of fucking money. Well, yeah, because he made... He's like, I've done a lot of shows and I've worked for a lot... I've worked a lot of way... I've worked a lot of times for less than what I deserved, but I knew it was worth it. And he goes, this wasn't worth it. Yeah. But that's a, I mean, yeah, I don't think I've watched anything else. Um, I've seen quite a bit. That will go to go through pretty quickly. Um, I haven't played anything. I got the Ninja Turtles online working. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get your online trophies. Yeah. Achievements. Oh yeah, that's right. We've we got trophies. We don't say trophies. We're getting uh, a uh, a loyalty program. See, originally achievements was supposed to be currency for online, and then they quickly fucking got rid of that. When it's like, um, how easily you can hack the system? <laughs> yeah, you can't do that <laughs> on PlayStation. And so, um, and I got into the six man. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles Online, and it's just fucking chaos. You can't tell where you are on that screen. I mean, it's kind of how the fucking arcade cabinet was if you had yeah. enough people. Like, you get enough enemies on there, you're literally invisible. Like, yeah, it's like, where the fuck? Is- I got to hit my special. Just I think so- the, the Witch of Manikis comes out on the first two with that, with the other physical version. The Kawabunga collection. Oh, yeah. The NES. The Konami. Yeah, the, all the Konami, all the Konami stuff. I mean, there's... You can, this company can break off and do like the X Men fucking. Oh game. yeah, I, I would love to see like a fucking the updated X Men and Avengers. Um, 
The Simpsons. Dude, I would look, look give me what was it? Uh, Spider Man, Maximum Carnage. Spy- Not Maximum Carnage. Uh God, what was it? Basically it was the same style yeah. of the X Men games, but Yeah, Spider-Man. that one the Spider Man one was kinda cheap though. If I remember right, they just looked like the quality was clearly not there, um, but you could do other games. Uh, was it Final? Is it Final Fight? The fucking big Jack Mayer guy oh. and Cody from Capcom. Ma- Mayor Hager. Yeah, Mayor Hagar and Hagar. Then Cody and Guy. Like that. That was that. That's almost looks like in the vein of the other brawl side brawlers. That's more of a. I mean, it's like Double Dragon, but. Yeah. It's when it came out, it was like, you know, you still had the big sprites on the screen. It wasn't like yeah. the little tiny fucking double dragon sprite. It's like Golden Axe. Like, that's like one of the first ones to do that type of style on the Genesis. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd fucking buy an updated version of fucking Final. Uh, is it Final Fight? Yeah. Yeah. I would buy, like, because again, like, they, they introduced- just, they released a new one. Oh, yeah, the Final Fight. I'm talking about just redo the originals. Oh, the originals? Yeah. I'm sure it's that Capcom's coming out with like some huge fucking... Collection. Museum collection. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure one of them's going to have it. I mean, I used to love... I used to love those games in the arcades back in the day. Yeah. Going to Lakeside and they had that like back in the yep, food court area. The, yep, yep. Um, going out to the East. Back when the East... Um, I mean, you still had like when we were young, you still had straight up arcades. Yeah, you had that arcade that was in the parking lot of uh, Dornax. Uh, uh, way back in the day, Penny Arcade, I think it was called. You had one on um, Clearview, like you're heading out to the AMC. Mm-hmm. There was one there. Not through. to mention the laser tag places that were on veterans that had massive fucking arcades. Yeah. Uh, Fun Factory had a massive arcade. Mm-hmm. Going to Boomtown Casino while mom and grandma are gambling, are gambling on the boat. Yeah. I mean, Neat. now if you want you want to play like those old games, you got to go to fucking Barcadia. Me and my boss was talking about that. I went to Barcadia and... In the French Quarter, you know, I'm looking around. I was like, man, this kind of sucks. The one over, uh, the one by, on ha- the, the, by the, Harris. I think it was by Harris. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's got a lot of old stuff in it though. But mm. usually, when the last couple of times we've been, it's been fucking packed. If anything, it's fucked the gold mine. What used to be the gold mine mm-hmm. back in the French Quarter? Yeah, they had tons of like really good fucking '80s fucking cabinets. And that's original cabinets, not that yeah. MAME fucking emulators bullshit. Um, but yeah, that was... It's a fun game. It's not that expensive. It's free on Xbox. On Game Pass, if you have it. For your monthly subscription fee. Yeah. And um, it's very worth the buy. Yeah, no, I gotta go download Stray. Oh yeah, just plays a fucking cat, girl, doing cat things. Doing cat things, being an asshole. Probably, I'm sure there. I'm sure there are. So I watched a video. There was a clip of somebody playing, and he would get on a table and it had all these different cups and sauces and plates and stuff like that. He just walk up to it and fucking knock it off. Just go boop. 
Boop. Works for me. <laughs> All right. Um. So TV shows and movies that I've seen. Um. The first I'm going to talk about. I'm going to save you a ton of time. It's pirate. The pirate gold of a deck. A a D A K. A Dak? A Dak Island. It's a very small island on the tip of Alaska. You're closer to Japan than you are to the fucking West Coast. It was Wow, like that's Yeah. <laughs> it is that the it's chain like of islands in the middle of fucking nowhere. The chain of islands off of mm-hmm. Alaska. Like the very fucking It's like in the middle. Um, maps, you know, maps just don't do the fucking size no. of shit. So back in the forties, it was a huge military base for World War Two. Mm-hmm. Housed, it was a navy base. Housed like a hundred thousand. It was a big fucking town. Um, in a during the sixty, like once World War Two ended, of course the Cold War started. So now, since you're so close to Russia. It was a giant like radar towers there, a listening post, mm-hmm. that type of shit. Um, so the pirate treasure is back in the late 1800s, like almost 1880-ish, 1890s, Russian pirate illegal, illegally poached seals and was kind of an asshole to the indigenous people of that area was also a pirate one day the law caught up with him he jumped he took all the fucking gold on his ship because it was the fastest went to the island that chain of islands because he knew knew it so well and buried all of his gold on the island fast forward to the 40s military base town springs up 100,000 people major town 1997, the military leaves. Now this town, as of today, has like 65, 45 people. Yeah, I mean, everybody would have left after the fucking base is closed. It is literally a ghost town. And the only people there are like lifers, people that's been there for generations. Yeah. Well, they have over 365 Tin cans and milk, the old milk jug containers mm-hmm. filled with fucking gold coins all around this island. The problem is, there's so many live bombs <laughs> buried underneath because of the, the bombing raids that the practice stuff yeah. they used to do. And then they would just, um, they took down a Japanese ship that had a ton of fucking munitions on it and they took it to the island and it just sat it up and just left it <laughs> and just mother nature took it and it's all underground. There's some obscene amount. So the mayor is from there, grew up there. He has to be a licensed bombs expert disposal person. <laughs> 
he's already disposed of 10,000 bombs since he started being a mayor there. And it's just like the road got washed out. He's looking at the road and stuff like that and notices there's a giant fucking torpedo. (laughs) Just floating. Not floating. It's just just sticking. It's sticking out. All this stuff and every one of them still alive. So you can't, the military, when the military was there, you can't dig. Mm -hmm. Because in 1940, they were digging to do the uh, walkways between the huts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Dude found a can filled with gold coins. 1957-ish, another person found a a can filled with gold coins. Military put a stop to that real fucking quick. It's like nobody's digging on any fucking military property, especially with all the fucking bombs. So once they left, it was free, free range to come in there and dig all you want. But you be metal detecting. You find it. You, you, you was like, oh my God, this is a huge hit. That's one of the milk jugs. Yeah. It's, filled fucking, with gold. it's a fucking bomb. Yeah. So... The mayor wants his town to go back to its glory. It's literally Mother Nature's taken. Mm-hmm. Is so fucking the military base is like crumbling on top of itself. It's like the um, God, what was that game for the PlayStation where the animals took over? You played as different animals. Oh, I don't remember. Kinda, I know what you're talking it came, about. It came like years ago, but yeah, it was like. Uh, watching uh, Last of Us. Yeah. Like when they go to the city and it's just overgrown and mm-hmm. shit's collapsing on top of each. And um, so he hired four people to come in that all has a connection with the town to look for the gold. And the plan was 95% is going to go to the town of whatever they find to rebuild it and rejuvenate uh bring it back to its glory. And then 5% gets broken up between everybody else, the four people. Mm-hmm. They're not getting paid unless they find something. So they're doing all this for free. Two guys are the builders. They can build anything for you. You get the tech guy who can do the, uh, the metal detecting, mm-hmm. do the LIDAR detection and the drones and stuff like that. And then you have a, a female who scientist who's the geologist who's knows the land and the soil and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Can Anyway, so I'm going to save you a lot of time. They find fucking two coins. Every fucking episode is like, oh, I think we found something. It's a bomb. I think we should go over here. This is the best potential place to, to dig because of the pirate dude trying to escape from the American warships that, mm-hmm. that was after him, he could have pulled into this bay and hid behind this this kind of hill, this mound, so nobody sees him burying his fucking treasure. Nothing's there. <laughs> and then they find one spot that's potential, and then um, it turns out the military took that earth moved it somewhere else to build up mm-hmm. um, 
a different area. So they go to that area and they find two coins. Well, at least they found something. Um, you know, how long is, how long's uh, Wichimaniki been on air? Oh, Curse for Oak Island? Yeah. Yeah. And they ain't never found shit? <laughs> so this is eight episodes, a half an hour of nothing. <laughs> Just <laughs> nothing happens. And it, and then they finally, they get to that one location, the last location they're going to dig because they only have like a very short window before the ground freezes over. Mm-hmm. And it's getting <clears throat> to that point where it's coming up real soon. So when they were digging in the one spot, they think, and they're finding empty cans. So it's like, obviously it was there, but they took the soil and moved it somewhere else and they messed up the cans. So the coins are some, the coins are somewhere or somewhere. You just got to figure out where they moved it to. And the, the doctor lady figured out it's this area because of the soil samples Mm -hmm. are exactly the same. And they dig in, and they find a coin, then they find a second coin. Still fucking like mint condition too. Like it looked uh shiny and stuff like that. The problem is the area where they think the rest of the gold is is behind this fence and it's uh <laughs> all these fucking bombs are buried <laughs> in this fucking area. So now they have to get permit. That's where the the show ends. They have to get permission from the military to go dig over there or try to dig over there. And then there's like a warning at the end. Do not try to come. Because they literally show you and they where tell you is. where it's at. So it's like you could just pull up and sneak in there at night and fucking do your melody detecting, but they try to warn you. It's like, hey, this place is fucking littered with bombs. Do not fucking try to come and find this. So yeah, nothing fucking happens in that show. Much like Curse for Oak Island. You watch a whole goddamn season. And yeah, they don't do it. They don't find anything. At least this is a half an hour long, eight episodes. Yeah, Oak Island's like an hour. Hour long. And it's like 12 episodes or 15 episodes. And all for nothing. Yeah. Um, only murders in the building season two is is getting good. Um, highly recommend the show. Um, once again, Martin Short and Steve Steve Martin, great in it. And um, it it's very good about giving you like little breadcrumbs on who possibly could have murdered um, Bunny, the building president. And um, yeah, it's starting to, like, first two episodes was kind of so-so, but now it's, like, really picking up. Like, the next, the third episode and the fourth episode has gotten very better. Um, what We Do in the Shadows premiered its first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Fucking still a hilarious show, dude. I've never said watch them. I do, but know you know what I, I watch? I watch fucking Wellington PD. PD, yeah. love that show. It's fucking great. <laughs> the fucking um. I don't understand why that's on fucking CW, and then fucking what we do in the shadows is on fucking FX. I don't get it. It's on HBO Max. Wellington PD, it, and it's on the CW. Oh, is it on CW? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's because that's where I keep. I saw the commercials, and I'm like. So, those two cops, 
Um, fuck, I forgot their names. Ma- uh, not Mahoney. Anyway, those two cops that they follow are the exact same two cops that's in What We Do in the Shadows, the movie. So this is more... Yeah, because doesn't the, the What We Do in the Shadows movie takes place in... New Zealand. New Zealand. Yes. So that town they're patrolling is the exact same town from the movie yeah. that they uh, shot the movie. Um, and then the only person from the movie that makes an appearance in the show is... I'm trying to think of his name. Nick. He's the familiar that got turned into a vampire. Oh, okay. Um, he shows up in one episode. But yeah, that's... It's great. If you like that show, you would love fucking what... I don't know. I just... I, I started watching it and I think I ju- it just... I don't know. I don't know. I got like three, four episodes in. I mean, it's already ended. Like it ended in New Zealand. So... I don't know what episode they're on. I don't know. That I, It just was coming up. Like, I don't think there was many episodes the first season. No. The way they broke it up to... Um, it was only like a handful. But the... Um, what we do in the shadows this season is so good. Like, when we're looking at the Emmy nominations, they were nominated for Best outstanding comedy series and that should win number of episodes 25 cut into four seasons yeah um they're airing the third season on a cw right now okay yeah i watched all of them so i've already seen i mean also all of them are on I don't think on HBO Max, I have my ways of watching <laughs> the whole series uh, before HBO Max got to it. Because I think I started watching... But again, those are like a half hour. Like, they're very oh, they're quick. Real, real fucking quick. Yeah, that might be why I'm able to get through them. I mean, what we do in the shadows is only half an hour. Is it? I thought those were an hour. No, it's half an hour. Um... But yeah, it's still Matt Barry as uh, Laszlo is probably like one of the funniest fucking characters out there. And um, I want to say it got renewed for another season. Uh, yes. Uh, what we do in the shadows is not uh, is uh, renewed for another season. Your chef. Nope, they're just. I guess they're just. What would they're they're up to? What's playing on television? Because episode six is next week. Is this the Avengers? Yeah, the Revengers. The that's their Avengers episode. Yeah, so I'll I'll just I'll have to watch because so I think th- I've only seen the first season. So the thing is, um, Wellington PD has nothing to do with what we do in the shadows on FX. So you don't have to watch both yeah. to know what's going on. I don't know, it's just, it, you don't even have to really watch the movie. 
Oh no, it's to, it's it's completely you don't know. It's yeah, not it's really connected at all. Yeah, it's just it's that creed. It's that weird, like almost like British comedy show shit that I like. It's the Tato Itiki yeah, humor. Because I mean, I, it's it comes across to me like the IT crowd and Black's books and dude, I've been like I'll, just just oddball British comedies since the day I seen fucking what we do in the shadows. Yeah, no. I've been trying to get people to watch this fucking movie and nobody will watch it. But they love Tata Waitiki. I was like, oh my God, Tata Waitiki is so fucking brilliant. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, why have y'all not watched what we do in the shadows? Um, Fly the Concords is also very good. So yeah, definitely watch what we do in the shadows. It's fucking hilarious. Um, Then I watched another Netflix show it's a spanish speaking show called the longest night i did see it's uh i i it's that the the zombie no and like no what is that there's a spanish show it takes place during the spanish revolution that the valley of the dead okay that i think just came out i think it comes out this week yeah it's It's either i think it's out right now because it's on my list yeah it's on my list too um that and also the fucking db cooper Yes, I need to watch the DB Cooper. Resident Evil's out and it's horrible. God, I, I, I didn't even waste my time. Yeah, uh, Double Toasted said it's like it's Resident Evil made by the CW. Oh God. Yep. Wesker's black, and supposedly it's canon. I don't know how. He's got two daughters with attitude. Of course. And new Raccoon Cities in South Africa, because. Resident Evil Five took place in South Africa, right. so we can put South a- put it in South Africa. So, was this something else? And they just bought the rights to it, and they just slapped fucking Resident no. Evil on it. No, this no? is okay. this is this is legitimately. There's at some point the chainsaw guy from Four shows up chasing somebody, but it's not. It's it's just a character that looks like the chainsaw guy. With the yeah. bag over his head, fucking really big with the fucking chainsaw. Like, that was from four. It would make no sense for that to be here. That's not a zombie. Actually, there's one in five. But it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but again, it's, I don't know. It's. Um, I'm not even going to waste my time. I'm not either. Like, uh, I just. And what's crazy is like Martin liked it. I'm like, what? It, the thing is, if you want a, a real Resident Evil fucking movie, go read. George Romero's script when they asked him to do Resident Evil. Or if you want to watch a Resident Evil show, all of us are dead. Yeah. It is a fucking Resident... That is how you yeah. do a Resident Evil movie. Um, the Longest Night stars Alberto Amon. He played Pedro in Narcos. He was a part of the... Medellin cartel or the Cali cartel? One of the two. He was one of the main guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so he plays the warden to a psycho- psychiatric prison. And um, it's Christmas Eve. And a serial killer just got caught and is being brought to his prison instead of being brought to a Supermax prison. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, they just bringing him here just just because um, it's late at night and we're just going to keep him here for the night. And then in the morning, he's going to talk to the judge 
do his little fucking make a statement. He's going to do his arraignment and then. Yeah. And then they're going to bring him to the main jail. Pound, pound you in the ass prison. <clears throat> so it was all a setup. Somebody, the serial killers named the alligator because he's very vicious with his kills. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I don't know alligators to be vicious. Well, I guess like they, uh, death, well, the death, death roll, roll and cuts up. I don't know. He killed, I think they said like 17 people. And he's very calm. He's very Hector, uh, not Hector. Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter style. Like he's supposed to be portrayed as this very smart guy, mm-hmm. very sophisticated. And um, somebody warns him. It's like, hey, listen, you're about to get fucking caught. So um, this is what's going to happen. And it's only six episodes long and eight. And it's it's pretty good. Like it's kind of slow at first, but like once it picks up halfway through, it's it's a really good show. Um, so once they get him to the prison, this group of mercenary type people come to break him out, and not just break him out. They're going to kidnap him because they're getting paid mm-hmm. by somebody to not let him confess, and then. You don't know why. There's they didn't ever answer it in the in the first season. So basically it's one night at this prison and these people come and it's like, listen, if you don't hand him over, we're gonna kill her. We're gonna break we're gonna come in there and start killing people. Well, the warden then gets a message basically saying, Hey, if you give up the serial killer to these people, we have your daughter and um if if that happens she dies so that's it it gives the reason why he just doesn't give up the uh the serial killer to these mercenary people and then you start to meet the characters in the in the prison and in, um it's a it's a really good show and and what sucks is it's only 6 episodes long it's about an hour I think a half an hour each, or maybe an hour each. But like once it gets going, it ends and that's it. And you have to wait for season two if if season two happens. Um but yeah, it's a it's a good show. I I recommend it. Um then I think that's it compared. Then we get to the Yeah, we can get to the bigger stuff that we both watched. Uh, I wanted to bring up something because I don't know if it's the same. Did you see when you went and saw Thor, the trailer for The Beast? The line, like, with the Ildris Elba. Oh, the Ildris Elba movie? Yeah. No, I got there as the fucking Nicole Kidman bullshit. That's usually before, though. No, that's like, that was, that plays at the end. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So, I saw it. It's about... Yeah, the the lion. Like, is that supposed to be a remake of this of of a ghost in the darkness? No, because that's that takes. This is about this is about a lion that they go hunting that's been killing people. Yeah, but that one, they're just Alba ones, more modern times, right? That's what I'm saying. Is it like that's why I'm saying is it like a remake or like they just you know modernizing a true story? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe 
I've heard of the movie. Because I was watching, we were watching the movie. We were watching the trailers, and she's like, so wait, this movie's just about a lion? I'm like, yes, but I'm like, there is a Brad Pitt movie that's like, yeah, that's a Brad Pitt movie. No, it's Val Kilmer. It's Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah, Val Kilmer. Okay. I put in Brad Pitt Lion movie, and it came up. <laughs> so the internet thinks Val Kilmer and Brad Pitt are pretty interchangeable. Yeah. Back in the day, they might. They pretty much were. But um, I'm like, I know that there's a movie already. About, I couldn't remember the fucking name of it. And I'm like, but it's a true story about a fucking lion that went fucking crazy and was eating people. Yeah. And then it turns out it was two. Yeah. But, but the, the death toll was highly exaggerated. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, is are they just remaking yeah. for, because what's his face is in it too? Shala Copley, the dude from District Oh, uh, District 9. Yeah. He's like the friend that's there. Like they're, I guess the, the mom dies. So, but the mom was African. So he, Idris Elba's bringing the daughters to basically like, this is where your mom's from. And Copley is there and they're like friends. And he's like, I guess like a game warden, it, it seems. And then the fucking lion attacks. And then they like they run across like I guess like a group of fucking hunters that are trying to hunt it too, and it just fucking starts picking people off in the fucking night. Mm. If you want to watch a crazy fucking lion movie, watch uh, Raw. Uh, R O A R O A R Raw from the seventies. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I just wanted to bring that up because I'm like, I, I, rem- I, I, I know you said you saw it. I'm like, did you see? Because I mean, it just, like the minute I saw that it was a lion, I'm like, they, they've made this movie already. <laughs> mm. Um, so we can briefly talk about, we, after we recorded last week, we watched The Boys. Yes. Finale. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm kind of disappointed in this season. I I can see your disappointment of going a little too heavy on the Trump comparisons in the because yeah, I mean to me it just changes political. the whole direction the story's going in. I don't know. It it's kind of staying true to the comic book of like um, Bobby from Supernatural becomes president president and. Um, and they inched the lady who was a guy in the comic book is the vice president who becomes president at some point, but yeah, eventually he ends up killing Bobby. Well, Bobby, well Dakota Bobby gets attacked by a Wolverine by accident in the oh, comics. Is that how it is? Yeah, he gets attacked by okay. a Wolverine. For some reason, somebody brought in a fucking Wolverine that over office and it fucking jumps out and attacks him. And it's like, that's not how this was supposed to happen, but okay. Yeah, but also the. The vice president is supposed to be kind of an imbecile. Yeah. Whereas this one, is like Mall Victoria, cut. is not. Yeah. But yeah, the. Um, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like parts of it, I'm okay with. I'm just like, did we need to beat the beat over the head the whole comparison to like? Because I mean, to me, it just seems like. Granted, we don't get all the other teams and all the backstories and like the the stuff with all those other soups, but I mean, like the whole black noir thing, I'm just not a fan of. 
like Soldier Boy going to kill his other teammates is not in the comic. The um, I mean, literally the only part of this season that I think, I mean, that I was really done well, like, fucking call Urban, everything he does is great. Yeah. Um, that episode where he fucking has to like deal with like the fucking memories of his brother and shit was a great like that bit of that episode was great. But I did like somebody kind of I think it might have been Screen Crush kind of said like. The superheroes, because my biggest issue is all superheroes in this fucking world are assholes. Like, Starlight's well, not so much, but she was a part of it growing up, and her mom, like, yeah. she just happened to not turn into an asshole. But it, I, I think it was Screen Crush that said, it's like, you look at who the first hero was. Well, Queen. And that's what kind of molded superhero society. Yeah. So, like, Soldier Boy in the comics isn't doesn't go missing. He's around, but he's like the first, and so he's a dick and an asshole in this show, so like superhero culture kind of followed that. Like in fucking Marvel, like Captain America is this big fucking altruistic, you know, Boy Scout. I thought Stonefront was like one of the first. But that's what I'm saying, like, like Soldier Boy was like, like there was a superhero team with Cap in the comics, but he was yeah. the the main. Okay. So everything kind of followed Cap's lead in the Marvel Universe. In DC, Superman was the first open, like, public superhero. Even though, timeline-wise, you would have to say, like, Wonder Woman and Batman were doing this. The, all three of them showed up at the same time. But the, the heroes in the DC Universe kind of follow in Superman's fucking image. So, like, all the fucking heroes and the boys kind of follow in... At least in the fucking in the show, they all follow that really shitty fucking Soldier Boy fucking. Because again, Soldier Boy fucking started hero guy. Like he was a fucking drinker, a fucking a per. Like he was just a fucking all around piece of shit. And that's kind of like what was deemed acceptable behavior for the superhero community. And that's how like we get the world of the boys, where it's like, all right, you're all just pieces of shit to be pieces of shit. Like, I think that's my biggest, like, once you look at it like that, I kind of, like, I can deal with it more, but I don't know. I think some of the best bits of this season are just far more overshadowed by the crappy political, like, I mean, I get it. Like, all good fiction has some form of reality written into it, and I'm okay with it, but I don't think you needed to lean in, to get to the point where... Homelander could kill someone in public and be cheered for it. I don't think you needed to do the, oh, he's Trump. And remember, Trump said he could kill somebody in the middle of the street and not get in trouble for it. So we're going to do that with Homelander. I think you could have got to that exact same spot without doing all that other shit. Well, by doing that, it just builds up his ego and his... Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm of, saying. He keeps, like, it's going to build him up to the point where he yeah. attacks everything. Yeah, where he just... I agree with Screen Crush. When that video comes out of him, actually, like, I don't give a shit about any of you. I will fucking laser you before this fucking plane crashes. I think the whole fact of it's going to come down to next season is... It's, it's going to revolve around Ryan. And I think... Call Urban, um, Butcher... 
is going to have to take the permanent V. Yes. To save Ryan. And also, to make him a normal boy, I think you have Soldier Boy blast him. Because it's not going to kill him. You just have him blast him to take his power out of the way. And um, and he could just be a normal fucking kid. I mean, I was kind of hoping Ryan would be the the version of Homelander that wasn't a colossal asshole. Like, get that world to a point where there is a true superhero that you could look up to. Well, the problem is that Ryan has grown up in basically solitude. All yeah. he knew was his fucking mom. Well, yeah, no, he got all that. He, yeah, he, that's why yeah. he's smiling at the end because everybody's cheering. Yeah, everybody's cheering him. And now he has a father figure, somebody he can look up to mm-hmm. that's like him, that can understand his problems and help him... Uh, um, develop his abilities and stuff like that. And, um, butcher, you know, just can't fucking, cause you, they still have that one compound, that 24 hour V that, um, yeah. And I mean, I, I, I still think at some point he's going to have to take the permanent stuff to keep himself alive. But the end fight scene at the, t- at the TV station was very good of just like, the enemy of my enemies, now my friend. Um, how they have to team up to take down Soldier Boy because now he's just going off the reservation. Like he's fucking, he's going to wipe out everybody. When it's not even that, he was still going to fucking kill Homelander, but he was going to fucking, he didn't give a fuck about the kid either. And that's when yeah. Butch is like, oh, no, 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 no. It's so good. It's just like going up to, going up to Homelander. And it's like, you're a fucking pussy. The team basically tells him he's everything, which is, that's the, that's the points when I'm like, this show is great. Like he's sitting yeah. there explaining what his own, what his dad did to him. Like, all right, I went and became a fucking super soldier and this fucking great icon. And his dad just said, no bitch, you did. You cheated. Yeah. You didn't earn it. You're disappointed. Like, and still like, no matter what he did, his father just never fucking gave two shits. And then he fucking turns around and does the exact same thing to fucking Homelander. And I'm like, that is when the writing in this show is great. This whole fucking season was about daddy issues. When most fucking superhero stories are. They, um... They're about fucking family. Like, there's not many mainline, mainstream superheroes that aren't some way, shape, or form about parental figures. I did... I did think Frenchie wasn't going to survive this season. Because of when they got announced for season four, everybody was holding up four fingers. Mm-hmm. And it was literally all the main people from the show, except for Frenchie. Frenchie was like the only one who wasn't in it. So everybody was speculating that Frenchie doesn't survive. I mean, that's a good that's a good PR. Like, just to yeah. get people... And then he went through some shit. <laughs> yeah. And because um, you still have to now... You still have to deal with little Nina... She's still. Yeah, she's still an issue. She's she's still in play. <clears throat> Fucking the Soviet super team probably shows up next season. I don't know. Love sausage is fucking probably dead. No, he he ran out with his dick over his shoulder. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Um. All the more reason he's gonna be pissed. And it's what um. What are they gonna do with fucking Soldier Boy? Well, I mean, yeah, he's he's still just he's on ice, fucking to be brought out at another time. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, but also um, Jensen Ackles did a great job at Soldier Boy like this season. Mm-hmm. He he was such a good fucking um, addition to the show. On top of um, oh, what's his name? Paul Reiser's character, the legend, the legend. Um, a lot of the that a lot of the new characters they added this season were all great. Like you got to make Mother's Milk's daughter's stepdad or whatever. Um, you got to make him the asshole that's gonna cheer for Homelander and try to um, develop conflict between Mother's Milk and um, his wife and daughter mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Then the um, Soldier Boy's team, like slowly introducing all them, Crimson, Countess, Countess, and her great "Apes Don't Cry" song and video. Um, the only problem is now you don't have a seven, so do you build up? Do you add new superheroes? Well, it's like Screen Crush said. Is he just going to take the V and go build, go create him some... Ryan now becomes a part of the Seven. Yeah, so, you, I mean, does he go and build up some more super... Because he's, like, again, when in the comics, when he takes over the White House, like, he has, like, all these fucking young, mm. impressionable superheroes with him. So does he just go out and recruit all these, like, fucking superheroes that are just going to fucking blindly follow him? I love the Deep's wife now has her own book. Yeah. In too deep. <laughs> we still need A Train still needs to make a decision. Like that decision's coming. Whether or not he's gonna be For, He's not redeemable at all, but no. at some point he's gonna have to make a decision. But the problem is he's forever scared of Homelander. Like he's never gonna that's what I'm saying. Like at some point, he's gonna have to make a decision. Yeah. Like a a, a legitimate decision, <laughs> which will probably get him killed. I still love that fucking line. I could see a fucking girl. <laughs> like I could see him getting killed, saving Huey. Yeah, a redemption. Yeah, that that that's fine. But he's not really re- like in everybody's eyes. No, you were still a piece of shit. Like you literally ran through this dude's girlfriend and exploded her. Yeah. The um like in his mind because again he's you know he's fucking alienated alienated from his brother and his family. But you look at Queen Queen Maeve, who basically, I mean she's done. She's not coming back. Yeah, she's not coming back. But like when she started, she had good intentions and just the vault just yeah she fell into it and yeah. turned like created so and she knew and like her her redemption is when she decides fuck i'm the only one that can go i can only, i'm the only one that can take him out of the building yeah and was st- and and probably live because again they both like neither one of them like it doesn't do anything to you like it did stuff to uh, Kimiko because she got blasted through a wall and like impaled. Well, getting the beam kills you, but if it's like the blast, um, no, Kimiko took a beam. 
Yeah. Like, I think what it is is those people that got vaporized just weren't strong enough to... Oh, yeah. To, to withstand to it. To withstand it. Because uh, that's like when Victoria tried to pop... Because she tried to pop Starlight's head and couldn't do it. And she made her think she could. But I don't think she could. I just... I mean, Starlight just seems OP to me. No, I think she could. The only person she probably can't do it to is fucking Homelander. But also, like... Homelander going into the he after he kills Black Noir. That poor bastard in his cartoon characters. Yeah. Um, that just sets up for Gus to come back with his own Black Noir. Like I hope and so. And that would be the clone. Like I hope so. Like he just shows up with Black Noir and Homelander's like, No, I killed you and Black- Home Homelander gets to that point where he's uncontrollable and Vought like somebody needs to come in to take him down and well, yeah, it, needs to happen, it needs to happen in the in the White House like that's yeah. what it does in the, the comics Black Noir shows up takes the fucking mask off they um him sitting down with the deep A-Train and Ashley Ashley like I don't need any of you and it's like take off the fucking wig <laughs> he's like what wig I said take off the wig and it's just that stress of her working there. No, like she's and got it. Like that's an actual disorder. Pulling your hair out? Yeah. That's an actual disorder. Well, I don't know if that's led to the stress and stuff like that because like every time she gets stressed she out, does, she yeah, fucking grabs her hair. Pulling your, pull their, there's a disorder where people pull their hair out. Or if she's having sex or if she's yelling at somebody, <laughs> she fucking grabs her hair and fucking yanks. Yeah, it's, one of, it's, like, it's one of those like... It's like it's almost like a tick, like when you get mm. stressed or like fucking emotional. Like <laughs> the deep's reaction is <laughs> like when she takes the wig off. So good. I mean, um, he's just so useless, and he's gonna make it he's, all of it. He's great though. He's the best fucking comedic shit character. That's just like yeah, you're pretty fucking pointless, but. Yeah, no, like, even, still had, fucking even sending him to kill the fucking vice presidential candidate. Yeah. Like, it made no, like, that's over fucking kill. Yeah, it kind of, like, when he said, it's like, oh, that's treason. I thought he was going to kill Dakota Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, technically, it's not treason. He's not vice president yet. Yeah, but he's probably a senator. Or so, yeah, I think, like yeah, that. I think, yeah, I think both of them were. But I wasn't expecting her. Like I come, I was thinking. It's like, where does she come into the picture at the end of this? Because mm-hmm. of her, right? Not rise to power, but like her. Um. I mean, she turned on Edgar. Yeah. I mean, it's been a rise. She just basically worked her way up. A power grab, like a power move. Mm-hmm. And um. I was like, oh, yeah, she becomes vice president. And, uh, I don't know, like I said, man, this the, the show does have moments of fucking. Oh, this show is brilliant. Of genius. And then I just, this season has just had too many things. I'm like, and this, like, this is not helping the story. I get it. And I'm loving your poking fucking fun at people. And I love the internet fucking reacting. Like, wait a minute. What do you mean he's the bad guy? 
I don't know. I think I'm sure next season's gonna. There, not, there not is, be as, there is that line, like, I, because I get it, like every fucking com, every story has some form of reality written into it, and I'm like, you walk, like, great fiction, walks that line. Like this kind of stumbles when it falls way, when it brings in way too much. Like the crowd at the end when they had you fucking, you had a fucking the 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 the, the QAnon shaman and shit in the crowd. I'm like. I still love Seth Rogen's cameo. Cameo each season. <laughs> so disturbing. And he play he's playing himself. Yeah. Uh but I mean, it was good. I recommended it. John fucking asked me. He's like, uh, do you recommend me watching the boys? I'm like, yes, but it's not for kids. Like, so you know, don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> Definitely not for the kids. Um, but I mean, it's a good show, and like I, I, again, I just I think some bits this season have I've been like, oh, can we just come on? Let's go, let's go, let's go. The great thing about that show is that they have great character. They know how to write great characters, and it's not just like one or two characters of a giant cast. Like everybody's good mm-hmm. in his show. Um, everybody has something important to to do in this show and can bring to the table. I did see, um, I saw a, a, a meme, and I don't remember, but it was like, if Superman was relatable and something else, and I'm like, who the fuck relates to Homelander and Omni-Man? Who? Who relates to them? I'm so tired of fucking this fucking society where Superman's born piece of shit. Like, no, Ra, you don't understand good fucking characterization. That's the problem. Well, he's got to be that way because of he's the good guy. He's the the peep. He's the symbol of hope. That's what I'm saying. Like, literally, people are saying Omni Man and fucking Homelander are relatable. Oh, what? Because they're assholes and they fucking. I'm like that, that. That's not relatable, bro. Op. Like. They're not relatable. They're not fucking great. They're damaged fucking individual. Like Omni Man's an alien. Yeah. Who like came to this earth to conquer it? Yeah, he's he's literally the complete opposite of Superman. He murdered the only fucking people that can. St- well, he murdered the only people that honestly considered him like a threat. Well, no, not even that. Like that fucking team, like considered him fucking like family no but he murdered them because oh, they, yeah, they were the only, they were they the only were the ones that they could have yeah. stopped him in yeah. his plan uh, it's and then fucking the homelander is not relatable to anybody like i'm sorry no homelander is because if soldier boy because he generally wanted a relationship with soldier boy when he came out it's like hey this is your grandson ryan it's like we well, can, I mean, because Homelander only survives off of attention, so he needed that daddy's attention. Yeah, and when he couldn't get it, he was like, he flipped out. <laughs> and the minute Ryan turns on him, that's when he's gonna fucking go. Ah, oh, fucking nuclear. Nuke fucking Washington. They uh. Yeah, if Soldier Boy would have fucking teamed up with them, they would have been unstoppable. <laughs> Like you, you can't stop him. But here's the thing: I don't. If Soldier Boy wouldn't have done that, you don't have to worry about killing Homelander at that point. He's under control. 
he's not going to do anything. Like that's the pro- like the minute Homelander is pacified with attention that he wants, he's not a threat. Cuz that's all he's he's singularly focused on I need attention. I like love, but I'll take fear as well. So the minute he doesn't have people admiring him anymore, he's going to fucking vaporize it. We're going to get that scene from season 1 of him just fucking using the lead the, his heat vision the fucking No, that was season 2. Was it season two? Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's we're gonna get that scene legitly. Um, and that'll be when he loses his shit. If anything, it's gonna be one of those. Until you have somebody on his level or higher, mm-hmm. he's basically gonna do whatever he wants. Well, here's the thing: and when Butcher he, was on, in the, his mind, he's unstoppable. Yeah, when nobody Butcher can, was on the temporary V. He was fucking. He was wrecking Homelander. That was hilarious. That's why I'm like, he is not that strong. He was fucking wrecking Homelander. The thing is with the V, like, yeah, it basically gives. It's gotta, like, they don't explain why it gives certain powers to what, but it's gotta be based on what you're wanting at the moment. It's gotta almost be like mutate, like mutants. Mm-hmm. Because they there was a bunch of novels that used to basically explain when when the mutation happens, like when your powers manifest, it's at a moment of heightened emotion and it's kind of uh, an answer to whatever you're dealing with at the moment. That's why Rogue, when like in the movie and in the comics, she was being like manhandled by a guy and she didn't want to be touched, so her powers manifested like that. Scott was angry. And it's like his he's seeing red. That's why his powers manifested the way they did. Um, and if you go look at a lot of them, when they show their powers manifesting, it kind of goes that way. Uh, we don't know what Victoria's daughter, her powers manifested as. We see her give her the V, but we don't see what happens afterwards. Um, Fucking Butcher wanted to be able to go up against fucking Homelander, so his powers are basically... He's basically Homelander minus flying. Yeah. At least, you know, granted, they keep trying to make it seem like fucking Homelander has all of Superman's powers, but... He's got the... He's got the strength in the eye. Vision. He's got the strength, the, the laser, the heat vision. Um, We don't know if anything else... But I mean, he was fucking wrecking Homelander. Fucking Huey wanted to be able uh, to save people. And he's able to fucking go in and out. Like, that's why he can he didn't teleport in and out in an instant. Uh, How he explained it when he was like... No, because when he was hiding, a soldier was coming up behind yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Mother's he, Milk or somebody. And, and he, he, jumped, he jumped and grabbed Mother's Milk and jumped away. Or pushed him down because yeah, mother's mother yeah, mother's milk didn't teleport with him. Um, and I do like the fact that it's just it's only like the clothes come off. I'm like, is is that just because you can do that? Like the, it's the fact of your body can do that, but your clothes ain't a part of your body. So, of course, that's going to stay. Grabbing somebody else, though, would then leave them behind because they're not a part of your body Well, either. that's... I guess... Fuck, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Because like, when she grabs home, uh, Starlight, she, she loses... All her clothes, yeah. yeah she that's loses what I'm saying. Like, I just think it's... Because we can do nudity, we'll do nudity. 
Yeah, but they didn't show. Well, they show his ass. That's about it. That's all. Look, NYPD Blue, man. We saw mm. Balog on his ass. And and that was it. Like, you know, that was the big fucking thing. I mean, he's seen fucking, what's his face? Dennis Franz's ass. <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, it was Jimmy Smith's first. Well, yeah, Dennis Franz at one point also. Yeah, after me, but Jimmy Smith was the first one. Um, because they were like, let's push it. Like, we got the good looking guy and we did him first. Now let's, let's see if the America can deal with fat ass. Um, yeah, then the next thing would be Better Call Saul came back Monday. Oh my God, that episode was great. That is so good. Like, it's another one of those shows that won't get recognized by the... It will get nominated for a ton of shit. I think the first half, I think think the split was, like, this first half of the season... Is now. Is now being... Is what's nominated now, and then these last episodes will be what gets nominated next year. Yeah, because it's only eight episodes or something like that. Total? Yeah, this season. The second season. Oh, the second season's eight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um... And so, the next episode is the heart attack episode. Uh, Bob confirmed it. What, when and Jimmy it, has a heart attack? When he has a heart attack for real. Oh, when he had a heart attack. Yeah. He's like, he like three quarters of the, of the scene, it's fine. And then the last portion of that scene is after the heart attack. He doesn't remember. He remembers doing the scene. He doesn't remember... He just blacks out and drops like he doesn't remember anything after that. Um, and, um, but he won't say which scene he just says it's in that episode. I mean, it's that episode was so good, especially like the beginning <laughs> we watching it and she's like, what, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, it's, it, this is how they get rid of fucking Hamlin. Yeah. yeah when I see the shoes, yeah. I'm like yeah, this is, this is how they get rid of Hamlin. And then I'm like, all right, so they went and dumped his body. I'm like, no, they. And then at the end, when they're like, no, they buried his fucking ass in the lab. <laughs> yeah, basically dude, holding hands with fucking Lalo. <laughs> it is. I guess now they wanted like Vince wanted to like if you go back and rewatch Breaking Bad now, mm-hmm. that's gonna be in your fucking head the whole they, time. Yeah, the whole time in that lab that fucking Lalo and fucking Hamlin are fucking buried in. Yeah, the fucking lab. And they even people even trying to find the exact spot in the other episode in, 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 Breaking, in Breaking Bad, Bad episodes. I just like, I told her when it was done, I'm like this, still, this episode really makes me not believe that fucking Salamanca got to jump on fucking Gus with the bomb. Like he notices too much shit. Like he noticed uh, the fan and like he notices too much shit. Well, the, the thing is, when Gus gets to that point with Salamanca is that he's defeated everybody. And he even, like when he told Lalo, it's like, um, yeah, I'm saving, I'm, I'm saving, saving him fucking, for last. Yeah, I'm saving Hector for last. Um, he won. He's, he beat everybody. He's the only one left standing. So his guards down, he's fucking going in there to fucking gloat to Hector He's not. I mean, I guess. I guess not it's thinking just, straight. I don't know. Like, I just. 
But seeing this and then Gus up until that point, I'm like, fucking Gus Fring was a fucking yeah. amazing fucking villain. And then, I mean, technically he is the last one standing. And, and the, <laughs> the, the best thing is like, I didn't fucking, I don't know why I didn't realize what Lalo was telling him to go kill fucking Gus, just to go go mm-hmm. up to the Gus's house. Like, I don't know why I didn't put that two and two together. Um, But Jimmy was like, like no send her and you see her freaking out and stuff like, like the acting in this is so fucking well and it's when i'm like I, I, i'm kind of like i think jimmy is just that far ahead of other people yeah like i don't like i don't because i even asked i said did she tell him mike was watching them no she never said anything to mike because um well, no like to jimmy about mike but he's got to know, like, Jimmy's got to know who he was being sent to kill. So he knows Mike works for Jimmy. So it would more than, like, sending her, even if he didn't, like, he just figures she would be safer to be sent there than she, he would. If anything, it's she sends, um, he sends her, Kim, to do this. At least she's out. She's yeah, she away from because she's away from Lalo. Yeah, and she, knows, she doesn't have to go. She, ki- hey, and she knows Mike. There's no way she's getting to Gus anyway. Yeah, I don't think she. Did, I don't think they even knew that was Gus they were talking about. I think Jimmy knew because she said he Jimmy. Said, Jimmy never met Gus. Yeah, he has. I think he has. When. I, I could have sworn Jimmy knew who Gus was. He knows Mike, and he knows Mike works for. Because Mike doesn't even tell tell anybody who Gus is. The plan was like Jimmy's plan was to get Kim out of away from Lalo. He's going to be the one to die. So and she can escape. Because she, he probably figured she ain't gonna go through with the plan. At least she has a head start. She can get out, get out of town, or try to disappear, or try to go to the cops and do something. He was gonna take the bullet for her. Um, but the um, I don't know. According to this, Jimmy can never meet God. So I guess yeah, he doesn't know who it is. But that's like that's when, why when he describes who to shoot, who should come to the door. That's when he's like, no, send her. Yeah, it because... It almost seemed like he knew who he was being sent to kill. No, and his mind is like, I got to get her away from Lalo. So send her. I'll fucking... I'll be the one to take a bullet because, like, Hamilton's dead. Mainly, partly, mainly, most mostly her. But he was a part of it. And... I'm sure he's still guilty about his fucking brother pushing his brother over the edge to kill himself. Yeah, because I mean that fucking that 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 law firm's done. Yeah, like that's it. It's done because the other guy was a part of a different firm. Um, I'm sure you find out what happens to it in the next couple episodes. Yeah, but now, like once again, like we said. They're in the mid-season finale of like, 
Hamilton now is f- his name is forever tainted. Yep, he's forever going to be known just after after his fucking breakdown in the 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 he the, the you know the negotiations he went and killed yeah. himself that's going to be the story he's a good guy who tried to do the right thing yep and fucking Saul and Kim fucking ruined him yep he's going to be known as a fucking coke addict it's also a thing i completely forgot about the flash forward shit in cinnabon where the guy cuz they they showed a little promo before the before the season um premiere of him getting recognized by the dude and he calls somebody and it's like never mind I'll handle it myself and hung, hangs up and that's kind of like the end of the flash forward of I Cinnabon. Th- I think that was him calling the the vacuum guy. Probably yeah. And um, he hangs up and says I'll, I'll deal with it myself. Um, I completely forgot about that because that was what two seasons ago yeah we haven't had any really flash forwards yeah no that's not two seasons like we haven't had last any season? flash yeah that was last season but we haven't had any flash oh forward. yeah because of the COVID shit yeah that's why it took so long yeah and then the only we didn't get a flash forward this season no we got the the people breaking down his house all his shit that could have been a flash forward. That could have been like the end of Breaking Bad. That's what I'm saying, but it's not a like the flash forwards for Cinnabon is literally after Breaking Bad. Like that's where yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah. is present day. Yeah, them breaking into his, them taking all his shit out of his house is like end of Breaking Bad. Yeah, but the um, it's still fucking it. Once again, it's a great show that's going to get tons of nominations. But it's probably it's not never gonna win because again, like it's up against Succession. Succession is gonna keep getting fucking. Succession's a good fucking show, it really is. But like, I would, I, I find Break Better Call Saul way more entertaining. Way like, I just, I like Better Call Saul better. The writing, the 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 acting, all all of it's. I think di- I think directing Succession is helped by the people that are in it. Like Brian Cox is a great actor. And his character carries that entire show. Like, yeah. Better Call Saul, everybody's great. Yeah. The attention to detail, like, is like is impeccable. The Mike's character alone in this episode well, is Mike's character is so, so great. You can see him when they're burying Hamilton and Lalo of, like, once they get to Hamilton... And he just has that fucking look on his face of like, and he tells him, he tells him to be careful, like, like, yeah. like, no, you can throw fucking Lalo around like a piece of shit, but like this dude, like, no, like this, he's like this in his to himself, like this dude's fucking it should not be here. He's a good guy who got fucking caught up. Yep. And um, he could have stopped it. He could have stopped Kim and fucking, but he didn't. He couldn't get involved. Um. I mean, and it's also down to Kim. Like, and you said you were watching us. Where the hell were y'all? Yeah, and it's also the slowly you see Mike starting to crack of not wanting to do this. Yeah, that later shows in Breaking Bad of like he's got yeah, his which grand- is why like it's it's so weird that fucking Brian Cranston just gets to jump on him and because he didn't see him, and it's like because he didn't he never seen Walter as a threat. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it's capable. just, it's, like, watching all this, you're like, man, 
Like once again, like Gus going in. Yeah. Mike. Um. Gus going in, seeing Hector. He's basically a fucking vegetable in a mm-hmm. fucking wheelchair. He didn't see him as a threat, so his guards down. He's not seeing yeah, it. Yeah, Mike never saw Walter as a fucking threat. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't know like some of the fucked up shit. Walter's done. Walter's done. Uh, maybe what was it eighty eight? What was that? Was his name? The fucking dude he killed in the mm-hmm. in the basement. And then who did he hit with his car? <clears throat> I think one another a different drug dealer. That was about to kill Jesse, and he just comes out of nowhere yeah. and fucking hits him. Um, and then he doesn't become full Heisenberg until after he kills Mike and Gus. No, that, Mike lives until like the end of the ship. Yeah, he kills. He kills. He Mike kills Mike the, after Gus. Yeah, he kills Mike. Yeah, in the last season, like uh, as shit's going downhill, it's uh. And all Mike was trying to do was get away and go to his his, his granddaughter. Yeah. He was just going to take the fucking shit ton of money. He was going to take... The, like, and it was only like $2 million, I think, that he had with him. Yeah, because if you're watching Better Call Saul and then you get into Breaking Bad, there's not a lot... There's not a huge time difference no. between the two because as soon as Brick, Better Call Saul ends... If that's go, if the they beginning show, of Breaking Bad. If they show... like It all depends on what... Jesse and Walter's cameo is because he does. They don't officially meet Got, uh, Saul, Saul until like season two. I think so. It's like two or three. Yeah, I think it's season two. So like literally, and it's so much, they should be running around doing shit now. And it's so much better now because somebody now watching this episode go back and watch the first appearance. Mm-hmm. Of him, his his little um, yeah, because he doesn't know Lalo's definitely dead. No, because he's Mike like just tells him it's done. <laughs> because he was told once before that it was, it was done. done and it wasn't done. Yeah. So the first thing out of his mouth was it was Nacho's real na- like his real first name. Mm-hmm. It was um, it's all Nacho's. Yeah. Uh, Lalo sent you. It was all Nacho's fault. Basically. No, he says it was Nacho's fault, or it was all I had. It was all Nacho's doing, or something like that. Did Lalo sent you? Yeah. Um. But yeah, just the sheer fact of like that that one line has led to the entire storyline. Yeah. For this show, a throwaway, a character they never had plans on keeping. Yeah. That long. Same with Jesse. Jesse was only going to last like a first for a couple episodes, I think. He wasn't meant to be the whole run. The whole run sidekick. Um, but yeah, now going back, it's like fuck. Lalo in Hamilton is now buried in the fucking lab. And now with it makes sense to kill. Like it sucks killing Lalo so early because he's such a great fucking character. Um, wait, we got to see the lab get finished. Yeah, but now it makes sense. Now Gus has nobody. So yeah, nobody's nobody's gonna stop because Hector. Don, whatever his name is, Filio is still in Mexico, but yeah, he gets taken care of later. During yeah, he gets they take him out during Breaking Bad. So the only person in America that could fucking fuck with him is Hector, and Hector can't do shit. 
Yeah. And then Gus, all he has to do is just make sure he gets the product done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because nobody has to know. Because here's the thing. I don't think anyone knows Lalo was alive other than Hector. Yes. So Don Filio d- thinks fucking Lalo's dead. Yeah, and I'm guessing by him not contacting Hector, Hector's going to know. I'm sure Gus is probably going to go Gus to Hector. Gus is going to probably go tell Hector yeah. to his face, I shot your, I, I shot, I killed Lalo. And it all comes down to Paul uh, Lyle. The dude has to work a double yes. two days in a row. Yep. Work that whole fucking week <laughs> straight. I just love the fact that like, that's, that's what I love about Gus. Like he's that <laughs> meticulous that he's being like, stitched up cleaned up and he's like no infliction of pain just calls the fucking store manager like well he's got that he's got that IV in his arm so who knows what's like I'm gonna need you to open and close I have to go out of town for an emergency (laughs) I thought they were gonna bring back um oh fuck what's his name um the veterinarian he might show back he's gotta like cause Saul's gotta get the book from him and it's also the, not that, but when Mike says the doctors that is coming across the border now, I thought that maybe that's him coming to help, like, yeah, get the yeah, bullet yeah, out and stuff like that. Did. Unless he left and went. Yeah, because he said he was done. Yeah, yeah he might have went to Mexico. DeRosa. Yeah, he might have went to Mexico. What's his fucking first name? And they're just bringing him back. Like, Joe DeRosa. Yeah. Is the comedians. Yeah, uh, they might have, he might have been. He might have been done, went there, and it's like, no, this is this is the boss, boss. Get your ass up here and fix him. I'm still waiting for fucking Burr to show up. Bill Burr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a part of Gus's fucking crew. I mean, not Gus. Um, Jimmy's crew. Yep. Him and Huel. Yeah, because Huel, like, I love, I've loved Huel's fucking appearances. Because, and it's best saying, because, like, me and Teresa talked about it um, after the show ended was we need somebody like Mike. Like when you wake up in the morning to sit you down at the edge of the bed and just like get you focused and motivated. I I watched a clip of it was, it had to have been the last season of breaking bad and they were on the Jimmy Fallon show and Jimmy Fallon's just looking at at Mike and he's like, right. You scare me right now. (laughs) And then he was sitting there saying he argues with, he would argue with the writers because he would not let them let Mike use improper English. Oh, yeah. He's like, Mike is too intelligent to not use proper grammar. It's the Mike giving them Kim and Sal the speech. Yes, that was. You're going to go. That's what I meant earlier, not Gus. Mike sitting you down and basically get you motivated. This is, this is your agenda. The, this is yeah. what you're going to do. You're going to be Lawrence Olivier and Mal Streep today. You're going to put on that face and when they call you and they will call you, you look shocked. Um, trying to get them to focus on getting through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem is the one thing I, I had a problem with the show because it's a prequel, when he was slowly getting Gus down to the lab to shoot him, it was like, 
well, obviously this doesn't happen. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it would the it, you know Gus makes it out. It's does Lalo make it out? Like that's who you're supposed to be worried about. Yeah. In that situation, it's does Lalo get make it out, and if he does, how? Or does Gus kill him? Which Gus? Well, it was obvious. Like as soon as Lalo got back to the the uh, lab, and then for some reason Gus shows up. Um. See, that's like what, that was the thing I didn't like. He goes, how did you know he was going to the lab? And it's like, I didn't. I'm like, I think you did. Yeah. That's why you put the gun there. Yeah, and it, like immediately, like, oh yeah, there's the gun. So that's how he's going to take out Lalo. Um, See, but to me, that's, him, part of, that's part of my liking of the character. Because I'm like, he planned that out that far. And he's like, I'm going to get him here where I know, like, he doesn't know this. I know this. Him realizing the fan is not on. Yeah, like, that's what I'm like, that's why, I'm, again, that's why I'm like, I'm so like, but again, you're right. At that point, the only person left is the crippled old man. Yeah. But I mean, again, notices the fan that isn't on. Which, looks at the bag swinging. Like, he know he's about to say something, and then that's when fucking Lalo shoots all the other dudes. Like, he knew he was there. That's why uh, it would have been awesome if there was like one more season and you have that cat and mouse game between Gus and Lalo like for one more season Mm -hmm. of like Gus trying to get Lalo out of the way but Lalo I think I think I mean that is cool as that I don't think Lalo's that kind of cat I think the way that went down is like that's Lalo's like he wasn't gonna like no, like it's either I'm gonna go kill him now. Him doing the narration as he's filming him, mm-hmm. and then fucking shoots him in the chest with the because he knows he has the fucking the vest on vest on. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's such a good show. Yeah. Like we just don't get good. Sh- like there are other good shows on television. We just don't get good shows like th- like this was on fucking basic cable. Yeah. You don't get those anymore. FX. Sometimes they they get some good good shows on there. Well, I mean, here's the thing: people can't complain about it anymore. I mean, like everything on FX is now fucking Disney owned. Yeah. Because uh, what was it? They it was something that was on FX, and I saw Screen Crush actually put instead of putting FX on the bottom, they put Disney. Yeah, because it's gonna end up on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, yeah, FX, FX has a, has yeah, a deal with Hulu. That's like fucking Always Sunny is. Yeah. Like I don't think FX. Well, no, FX might have been putting money up. I mean, FX is clearly putting money up for the show, but I mean, so that's Disney money. Um. Real quick, Archer got renewed for another season. Speaking of FX, Disney. Look, that's a full. That's a show full of Disney princesses and princes now. <laughs> that show is so fucking. That that's another one of those cartoons that should be fucking nominated for best comedy. And winning mm-hmm. best animated fucking show every year. That that or Bob's Burger. Bob's Burger is so good. Yeah. Um. One quick thing about Stranger Things that I forgot to mm-hmm. bitch about. I don't remember Bug Zappers being cordless in the mid eighties. Was that was that what that's supposed to be, or was that supposed to be just lanterns? No, that was Bug Zappers. 
yeah, how, they wouldn't have been how cool. big those fucking things yeah, they were. they wouldn't have been cordless. I just thought they were like lanterns with blue lights in them. But yeah, they wouldn't have been cordless. Yeah. That, that was, was another thing. I mean, as soon as they were walking around with they'd have been carried. They'd have been in the head like four to eight big ass D batteries in them to fucking run those bitches. No, I mean, they wasn't even battery operated. Those things were fucking head up. A tiny ass cord. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. If they were wireless, they would have been yeah. fucking like because I remember fucking D batteries. I remember having one in on my front that is porch because it had like the metal fucking thing around the outer mm-hmm. outer side. I'm like, yeah, and that, yeah, it didn't even dawn on me at that point. I was like, you could have done something else. You could have did flashlights. No, you could have like what it could have been is they could have been walking around with regular flashlights. But also, and then that wasn't on, and mm-hmm. when they got to wherever. He oh, was. It was light up. It light up. I'd I have to go back and see. Maybe that is what it. I don't know. I'd have to go back and see. No, it's it's on. It's on before. Yeah, because it gets brighter. Yeah. When, so I mean, yeah, it might have made more sense for it to just be off, and then whenever they got close, it started to light up. But also, it could make sense of like the blue light is a soft light, so you're not going to see it outside as like a fucking flashlight mm-hmm. that's just shining around. Except you saw the blue light through the window outside. Once it fucking. Yeah. Once it was like bright as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to bitch about that. <laughs> I mean, last, last week. The um, did you see like Metallica did a fucking video where they're playing with? Oh, they're fucking super happy. Oh yeah, because I'm because their fucking Master of Puppets broke back into the charts, the top one hundred. Kate Bush's fucking running up the hill is number one in the world right now. She made millions and millions of dollars off of that one episode. I mean, she had to have made a shit ton of money just from Netflix to use it. I don't know, man. Eddie says the fucking payout for fucking streaming is kind of horrible. I guess maybe if you figure in all the fucking services, yeah, you might. And if you're represented by a fucking big label, maybe you get better rates, but, but you got, I forgot. Somebody broke it down to how much they get, how much they make off of streaming, like, um, or downloads. I mean, like iTunes and mm-hmm. Spotify and all that other stuff. Um, it's some outrageous. You have to do like a million. Oh yeah, fucking you have downloads. to do fucking yeah. You you download numbers. You download and play numbers have to be huge. But yeah, it's literally like she's number one in the world. Um, and now her cassette tape, like original cassette tape of probably that, probably going for fucking is a couple hundred dollars. I, I mean, I'd still prefer the fucking. I prefer the fucking version of Separate Ways. Yeah, like I just it sucks that it fucking cut off the fucking end when it fucking kicked in. They um, speaking of paying loads of money for stupid shit. A, um, I was looking at, there's a place called Golden Auctions Mm. online. It's like kind of like Heritage. It's like a big time, but mainly they do sports related stuff. And, um, they're slowly getting into like pop, uh, pop culture stuff. So they got into the VHS. So you send stuff in to get auction and they take a premium Mm. off of it and send you the money. And I was just going in to look to see if they had like movie posters or anything like that. They they auction off. And um there's a karate kid two sealed graded nine sitting at like five thousand dollars right now. I don't 
okay, I collect plastic robots, but I don't keep them in the box. I move them around. Like I interact with these objects. I don't understand collecting graded graded. It's like V I can understand doing it to a comic because those old ass comics, the reason they're expensive, the reason they have value is because they become rare. Yeah. Baseball cards, same thing. Yeah. You're not going to get that card again. There's, there's only with so many made. It's, they VA like the Karate Kid two is on DVD. Like they've remade that it's, in other formats. It's nostalgia. The fucking Back to the Future went for seventy five thousand. Yeah. Like that's what I'm just I'm like, because it's not like oh I just have this and it's gonna stay in a box and you're like you're never gonna use it, and eventually it's gonna deteriorate to where it's not like tape in a cassette is going to deteriorate. Well, once it's in the fucking slab, you can crack it open if you want. But now, it's once again that market is gonna fucking drop. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna the bubble's gonna blow up. Yeah, none of that's gonna be worth the fucking stupid Logan Paul paying three billion dollars for a Charizard. Um, that's way too much mm-hmm. for that fucking card. Especially being, well, I think a ten, I think it is. Um, he completely killed the fucking market because he just drove up all the fucking prices on everything. Yep. Um, there's a guy on YouTube. He basically treats comic books like the stock market, which books to to buy, which to sell, what's fucking seeing a rise. Well, I mean, it's and like it's it's like with before the, the the supply chain issues and stuff with cars, you could go and look, especially in the South after a hurricane. Cars like certain car prices would go up because you would then have a clear like, okay, all these cars got destroyed. There's less of them now, so your prices would go up because the supply has gotten smaller. I mean, it's just, and again, it's like with the Transformers, there's ones that I'm not going to replace that got, went missing in the hurricane. Fucking my dirge figure is gone. And the only one that I can come across on eBay right now selling individually is $167. The set sells for over 300 with him and him and uh, Ramjet. They'll eventually put out a different version and I'll buy that, you know, and I'm going to have to like decide whether or not I like these versions or I want the new version. Uh, it's the same. It, it's, but again, it's not, it's not like comics where, yeah, you're right. Action comics, number one, millions of dollars at this point. Cause there's not many left. Dude, a page from like amazing fantasy 15 could go for thousands of dollars. This was like it, it's a, it's a it's page on rarity, like yeah. So which is why none of the comic books from the nineties are worth anything. So I was talking to Tim about the the YouTube guy, and he was like, "Dude, fuck that guy," because he's the one who's oh yeah, he's artificially like because he's artificially will watch him as an authority figure and yeah. artificially like what he wants to sell, he'll say is worth something. 
so the prices will go up so mm-hmm. that he can sell whatever it is he has. That's what that is. He's creating an artificial fucking demand. Yeah, because I was watching like one of his videos popped up as a recommended and it's like these 90, these titles from the 90s are um, going up in price. I mean, unless it's a rare fucking variant, they no, shouldn't it's, be. It's, um, it's like Deadpool number, like his first appearance is New Mutants 87. So that's always going to be a hot book because it's Deadpool's first appearance. Yeah, until somebody says, oh wait, this black silhouette in 86 is really yeah. Deadpool and that's his first appearance. Um, his real first appearance. First Cable, that's always going to be... Well, yeah, any of your first appearance books. Um, I think... Also, the there was one. There was Amazing Spider-Man one, of course. Carnage, first Carnage. Um, three sixty-three is hot. The second printing is worth more than the first printing because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of those. Well, I mean, it's like I have all those um, those funeral for Superman, like Death and Superman books. They're not worth anything because no. they printed a shit ton of them. It's literally just. It almost killed the fucking company. Like. I like I at this point I'm like I bought them to keep them like I bought I had them originally on first runs, Katrina destroyed them all, and I bought them back when I thought I found them cheap and then I don't even know what fucking condition they're in right now. I remember when that came out, um, going to Frank's comic shop mm-hmm. in the Swegman's parking lot, and there was a line going down and what's crazy is i could never when when they first came out i could not find a black poly bag issue like they were all gone at the comic shops around here Mm. but yeah just as long as there's people with disposable money right now um like people gonna pay stupid amounts for some like going on ebay I'm trying to buy posters and people are just bidding fucking great, like three times what the posters valued. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking nuts. I was like, that poster's not even close to being worth that, but people are buying it. Well, I mean, that's the people that, you know, in a few years you can go find, they'll be selling the same shit. It's, People, they're buying it to flip and then they're realizing, oh wait, I paid too much. People our age now has money. And like, hey, remember that shit we grew up with in the eighties? I would like to have that back. Or um, I mean, even then, even still, it's they they're not realizing that it's not gonna be worth that one day. No. Like you're paying too much for it. When you try and get rid of it, it's not gonna be worth what you paid for it. It dude, there's comic books that was worth 10 times sometimes some of them more than that um at one point but then you know like oh well this character is not going to show up in the movies or they canceled Mm -hmm. such and such and that fucking bottom drops out and that comic book's now worth nothing nothing and so um Because you're starting to see that now more and more. Like the Inhumans. Yep. Comics. 
Fantastic went up Four. and then now they're going down. Yeah. Fantastic Four will go up. It might, Inhumans might go back up now with the Fantastic Four movie, depending on what they do with it, and back Black Bolt being in um, Doctor Strange. But yeah. Um, but you do have those key books, like we were talking about. Oh, yeah, you're always going to have certain ones that are going to be worth money. No matter what. Like, yeah. it's not going to drop. But. Um, and speaking of comics, we both, the big thing. That, that came out this past week. We both saw, finally, you saw it before the last episode. I saw it Saturday. Thor Love and Thunder. I liked it. I didn't have any problems with it. I laughed my ass off at it. I love the fucking goats. That was the best thing. I love those fucking goats. That was hilarious. To me, I laughed every time. The best part was them getting to the negative zone. Not the negative zone. Was it the Negazone? Is that what the they called Shadow it? Realm. Shadow Realm. That's fucking Mortal Kombat. Um, them getting to it and just crashing into the fucking... Yeah, it looks like it's like all far away. No, yeah. no it's just like a little small fucking moon. Yeah. and them- I think that's a... That's a uh, it might have been his own homage to... Uh, what was it? One of those, it was an old black and white movie. Oh, uh... From the Earth to the Moon. Yeah, I think so. Like where, like the fucking like, there's no hit, scale. Yeah. Really. The fucking thing hits him in the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to have that that Mondo poster. It was a glow in the dark. It was fucking awesome. I wish I would have kept those fucking posters, not sold them. Um. Yes, every time the fucking goats screamed, made me laugh. <laughs> so funny. But, like, I guess now we can talk about the mid-credits scene yes. and the end-credits scene. Um, mid-credits, it's great that Hercules mm-hmm. is now going to be the bad guy for Thor or an antagonist, antagonist say, yeah, who's going to turn into a good guy. Um, but it's great that Roy from fucking... Last Ted Lasso is mm-hmm. playing him. Perfect casting. It looks just like like looks great. Um, and then the end credit is basically the send off to like this whole movie was a send off for Natalie Portman. Well, I mean, I think it, the, the 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 very end credits with Valhalla sets up to kind of does multiple things. Yeah, it gives her a send off whatever you want to say like but it also leaves it open for them to come back at some like to be in something else if she doesn't want to because she wasn't in Ragnarok they probably she probably did this just just well because she I mean and I think what it was is she's like, just to she finish off a character she didn't want to be just arm candy like that's all she mm. was like her version of Jane Foster was just yeah she was a scientist but she didn't do anything and this, she got to actually do stuff, and she was a fucking hero, and you know, the character had some substance to it. She gets to go to Valhalla because she died in combat, defending Asgardians, or just well, I mean, yeah, because not. I mean, although we have established in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that whatever you believe in. I guess is where you get to go. You had the 
ancestral plane for Wakanda. You literally have the Egyptian pantheon and afterlife and Moon Knight. So, yeah, Valhalla makes sense. But what it also does is it separates the Asgardians from everybody else. Yeah, because that's gods. Well, no, because like the god that Gore meets in the beginning, he's like, there is no afterlife for you. There's no reward. It's all bullshit, basically. But you get you from the Asgardians, you get, oh, no, wait, there is a Valhalla. There is, if you die in battle, if you, you know, if you do these, like, you do get to go somewhere. Like, it, it differentiates the Asgardians, because, again, Asgardians are all gods, essentially. They all... They're all stronger than normal. They're all live longer. Like they all don't probably have powers in, in their own individual ways, but I think they all have really long lifespans. They all are strong, ger than a normal person. You know, they're as a race of aliens, they are different and above humans. But it shows that their tech they they're, they're the only maybe real god amongst them was Odin. And then Odin's father and then maybe Thor, like that Odin force gets passed down between them. Yeah. But everyone else is just normal. So like they're the good. And again, Thor bleeds red blood. I screen crush brought that up. Like the, the God that Gore kills in the beginning bleeds gold the Spartans all erupt in gold blood splatter. I'd have to go back and watch and see if Zeus had some gold splatter come out of him when the thunderbolt gets thrown through him. So there's a clear difference between Asgardians and everybody else. Like they like, it's almost like they play with that last scene. They're playing off Asgardians is like, no, they're just normal people. They have their own afterlife. Oh, um, real quick. The god that is murdered at the beginning of the, the movie, mm-hmm. that is one of the actors from What We Do in the Shadows, the movie. Mm. One of the roommates. Oh. Because um, so I knew, like, watching the movie, I was, I was looking at it, I was like, dude, that look, he looks so fucking familiar. But it was hard to tell with all the... The, yeah, the, the makeup and, and the, Yeah, and the head pierce. I mean, so that's what I'm saying, like... That that was it was it served that after that final credit scene served multiple purposes I think. It also, uh, I mean, you can bring back Loki that version of Loki. Yeah, if you do justify like, but everybody, oh well, they didn't turn into dust. Well, Hemdal didn't turn into dust either, and he no. went. So yeah, you could bring back the original version of Loki. He could be there. All the fucking people that died fighting Hela would be there. The. Um, all the people on the ship that Thanos killed would be there. The van- the, uh, the Warriors 3 would be there. The fucking... The Valkyries, uh, Valkyries would be there. Yeah. So, and then like with Miss Marvel, it establishes basically every reality. So basically every timeline, all these other dimensions exist in those timelines as well. So, like the, whatever the... The Illuminati, 
universe was labeled, whatever that number was, eight, one something, or I think. It has its own version of Valhalla and the, all these other realms, just like the 616 has, you know, Valhalla or whatever. But I did, I did like, uh, I told her, I said, you know what? see a lot of other other polytheistic human gods in this movie. I don't see any of the monotheistic gods showing up in this fucking movie from Earth. Um, I did like the uh, dumpling god as an homage to fucking Pixar. That in the uh, Korg's god. god with the on the throne of scissors. Scissors. Um, so... Th- the scene where they're trying to come up with a plan mm-hmm. and the meek meek with the the markers markers on his hands. So when they're talking and, and the, the little fucking screeching is going on, I thought I literally thought that was somebody behind me <laughs> fucking doing that, like with their seat. <laughs> Cause the it was that the loud. surround sound was yeah. so good in it. Because you hear it from behind. Yeah. And I'm like, man, these motherfuckers in here. I'm trying to watch the movie and blah, blah, blah. And then they cut to the scenes like, hey, can you please stop that? And I was like, oh, shit. That was great fucking audio uh, mix in that scene. Um, But yeah, like I said last time, it was just, it's okay. Like, it's it's a good movie. I laughed. It's got, I love Tata Waitiki's humor. But, like I said, it's a forgettable movie. I mean, I don't know how much, how forgettable, like, I don't know how forgettable it is. I just, like, I've, everybody complains about the humor in it. And I'm like, how many people in this world deal with traumatic things by laughing or through comedy? Yeah. Comedians literally make a living by dealing with their own trauma by making jokes. Like, it's normal. And again... It's also people of like... Have you not seen a Tata Waitiki movie? He made a movie about the fucking Nazis. Yeah, he made fucking Hitler a fucking nutball. The imaginary version of Hitler as a nutball for a kid. Um, He took a very dark... The boy. His, His dad... Like, the kid's got, like, this big image of his dad. And his dad's a fucking loser. And it's played for comedy. Because the kid sees his dad one way, and but the audience sees the fucking dad for what he really is. Because that's how you deal. Like, you don't fucking get all doom and gloomy. Yeah, guess what? Christian Bale didn't wasn't cracking jokes. Like, he was being serious. And then he fucking scared the living hell out of the kids by ripping something's head off. And be like, oh, well, you liked it when he was talking about it. Like, that's the funniest line he delivered. They, um, so when Thor is running through the woods and they're showing like the little, mm-hmm. one of them's his kid. Yeah. One of them's kid. That's his daughter that plays love. Yes. I didn't know that until he, I watched an interview afterwards. <coughs> so now his wife is the one, she was in the Fast and the Furious and that movie on Netflix. She had her own like extraction, like movie, like he was getting because Hemsworth's got like a fucking Netflix deal. I assume. I didn't know she's a actress. Mm-hmm. 
She played the uh, cop in the Fast and the Furious movie that happened in Brazil. That? I thought that was fucking Channing Tatum's wife. Mm-mm. That's 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 Chris Hemsworth's wife. Oh. I still love... They brought back Sam Neill and fucking Matt Damon and Liam, Hel- Liam Helmsworth to come back as the fucking Dude, actors. Dude, there were people complaining about that. Like, I that's don't... out of place. Mike, how is it out of place? It's so good. Like, literally, New Asgard has turned into a tourist <laughs> attraction. Yeah. It's li- have you not been to fucking Disney World and seen those shows? Like it's 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 people complaining to complain. Like that's it's what it is. Them trying to come up like Matt Damon going up to Valkyrie and it's like, hey, maybe we should like work on a play about this when they when they uh yeah the shadow creatures attack the town yeah and it's like and them them trying to like it's like come she up didn't with a say scene. no yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's like I was watching Screen Crush when he does the. Uh, Every now and then after a movie, after he's done his videos, he'll give his like final thoughts in a video and then he'll bring these two other people in to talk about it with him. And the two people he had talking about fucking Thor, like both were like, eh, it's eh. And this woman's like, I will watch it again over and over again. But then she was like, it's bad. I'm like, if you're saying you would watch it over again and you like love it, how is it bad? But then that's when it kind of like, it really sat in on like, the only way you get people to watch you on the internet or read your articles is if you trash something now. Like they don't want to they don't want to see you like talk good about something. They want to see you trash it. And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is just this is this is what criticism of the arts has come to." Like it's got to be bad so we can all rage about it, even if it is fucking good. Oh, she's in The Interpreter. Yeah. She was Wolf Woman. Who was fucking Wolf Woman? I don't know, but yeah, so... That's why his daughter really doesn't look like him. She's very... Looks like her. Yeah. Oh, wow, she was on Snakes on the Plane. Yeah, she played Wolf Woman on Thor, so I have no idea who... In the first one? No, in this one. Love and Thunder. Wolf Woman. Oh, no, the scene when he's like, when Korg's talking about him doing a Wolf Woman on the back of a wolf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't think she was an I I didn't know she was an actress. Yeah, that's who, uh, that's who is the actual mother of Vin Diesel's baby in Fast and the Furious. And then because what's her face came back to the series, like uh, Michelle Rodriguez had left. Yes. And they replaced her with her. Oh, wow. There's a man. And then when Michelle Rodriguez decided to come back, they killed her off, but left the baby alive. So she is a good bit older than Helmsworth. Yes. Huh. Um. I don't know. I mean, to me, I like. I like it. I mean, it could be in parts. It is better than. It I think it's been better than Ragnarok. But main, then again, there are parts like again, like I said, the beginning seems rushed, and I wish there was more interaction. With you would see other gods. It's too short. <laughs> it it could have. It could have been a lot better if it had time. 
like longer time for scenes and stuff like that or more scenes added in um it just seemed like you said rushed like we got to get yeah, that to this, opening, this, this the opening this. bit seemed rushed um then the um that's why i like riding rock better it's a better story and um I guess it's a better journey for Thor to get from like his character going from point A to point B again to the end that it's not all about the hammer and stuff like that. It's he always had Yeah, the but power. I mean this is literally this is post snap post fat Thor like I'm the reason half the universe like this is that Thor dealing with a lot of shit. And then fucking having to still deal with fucking Jane leaving. Like, I, he's dealing with, he's he's becoming more of adult Odin Thor mm. in this. He's It's on that, because that's, again, unbeknownst to him, he fucking enchants the goddamn hammer to protect her. Which is why it reacts when she goes, it's not that she's worthy. The fuck, He told the fucking hammer to protect her. Yeah. So, the hammer's fucking protecting her. Like I don't know, there's a lot of like small things that what, uh, you know, what Tiki did and put in here that I'm like I pick up on and I'm like, but again it's because I watch movies that way, so I see all these fucking little things that get fucking sprinkled through and I'm like, yes, that's a great story beat that no one else is gonna pick up on. Like that's great, that's great. Because again, the internet's like, oh, it's a fucking plot hole that she can fucking pick up the ha- like why'd the hammer react to her? She didn't even touch it. No, I mean, they show it in the movie. He whispers into the fucking hammer. Nobody fucking pays attention. Did There's I? literally people online complaining that her being able to pick up the hammer, like the hammer reacting to her without her touching it is a plot hole. Like, no, it's not. It's fucking explained. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of things that are explained in the movie that people just don't fucking pay attention to. I mean, it was pretty obvious. People on the internet still were like, that doesn't make sense. And then they're like, why can anybody pick up fucking Stormbreaker? I'm like, it's like because Stormbreaker doesn't have a fucking enchantment on it. Yeah, you don't have to be worthy to pick. Yeah, it up. Yeah, like only you only have to be worthy to pick up fucking Mjolnir, not fucking Stormbreaker. Yeah. And then like, oh well, Stormbreaker just got made. How is it the key to get to eternity? Like, but, no fucker, the Bifrost is not the fuck. The axe can access the Bifrost. So before this, fucking Himdal could have fucking got us into the goddamn eternity. Yeah. Um, I do say. That was a fucking amazing scene of seeing the uh, eternity. Oh yeah, because it looks. There. I mean, it looks. I like they went I, from like. Thank God they didn't try and fucking give it fake fucking like details to make it look like a three. Like no, it yeah. looks like a two D fucking panel in a three D fucking world, which is exactly what eternity is supposed to look like. It looked so good. And then the fucking love's got weird ass fucking powers nobody knows what's going on with because she's fucking eternity made her. Yeah. It, she could fucking be eternity for because eternity disappeared afterwards and her reflection looked like eternity but as a kid. So. Well, they kind of ruined his fucking place and they opened the, they opened the door so maybe he could just fucking leave now. Who knows? It's one of those you got to wait until Kevin comes out and is like, 
all right, we're gonna do Secret Wars, or we're gonna we're doing um, um, Annihilus, Annihilus, or yeah, it's gonna depend on where they're going. Like, because I know I think he really wants to do Secret Wars. That's also, I mean, if you're doing all this multiverse stuff, that's gotta be that's the most like obvious choice. And it's a newer story that had like the newer characters in it. You can do um Okay, what's the other big fucking one for them? Because Secret Wars is more of the you dealing with the um the shapeshifters. No, that was Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, yeah, all right, I'm sorry. Secret Invasion was the Secret scrolls. Invasion was the scrolls. Secret Wars is the fucking world, the, the fucking universe, the, the realities fucking colliding, and that went to battle world where fucking Doctor Doom was like in control and shit. And then you can bring fucking Spider Man in and he gets Daling costume. Cause yeah, because I mean the fucking symbiote somewhere and fucking. That's how he gets it. He goes to a, some planet like. Somebody, well, I mean, there's one on, there's one in the MCU now. Yeah, but so that's got to somehow make its way to get to him. If you're doing Secret Wars, he, him, and a couple other heroes gets brought to this fucking planet yeah, to help save yeah. the planet, and he, that's where he gets the symbiote and he gets sent back. Um, another comic book that's always going to hold value is Secret Wars number eight. But not anymore, because now the debating's like, oh well, technically. Web of Spider-Man issue whatever is now supposedly mm-hmm. technically the first symbiote of oh, Marvel Tales. It's one. It's it's fucking stupid. Um. But yeah, now you got to wait until. Yeah, he's supposed to put out. He's supposed to do something that. What's next? Nothing. That's it. Like, they're shooting other stuff, but, like, so far, everything with a release date has been released. Like, we know the Marvels is coming out. We know, like, we know other movies, but, like, the Black Panther 2 is being filmed. I thought there was another show. Is there another show coming up before the end of the year? I don't think so. Unless Armor Wars is being, like, no, Armor Wars isn't going to be done. No. I think that's the next fucking show that was put, like that's the only other show. Because what if two is not for another like two or three years? Unfortunately, who? What if season two? Oh yeah, that that would. I mean, you're probably looking at like a. You year. can also tell watching Thor: Love and Thunder that they've been sitting on that movie for a couple of years. Yeah, it's like, been done. since COVID. It's been yeah. done. That's what I'm saying. Like last episode, I said we're just gonna have to like these movies that are coming out right now that had fucking 2020, 2021 fucking release dates. We're just gonna have to like give them a little leeway. Spider Verse is at the end of the year. Wakanda Forever is supposed to come out in November. Nah, that's not happening. Oh, you got the Groot. When was She-Hulk supposed to come? She-Hulk had a date. No, that's 2023. Uh, I am Groot. 
thing for Disney Plus is coming out this year. I know that the Halloween special. Oh yeah, I know. I know Ant Man's Ant Man and that's Ant Man's filming. Guardians is filming. Black Panther is filming. The Marvels is filming. And then whenever She-Hulk is... Dude, She-Hulk's supposed to be August. According to this. What if season two, 2022? Hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, December 2022. And this is... No, Secret Invasions is a TV show. Yeah, Secret Invasions is the the Nick Fury TV show. So there's still some stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, I am Groot. Is August tenth on Disney Plus. She Hulk is August seventeenth. Yeah, so we got there's some stuff. I mean, that's pretty clue. That's pretty soon too. How the Marvel Halloween special is October. Guardians Christmas special is December. And then that's it for TV shows this year. I don't think there's any more movies. Dude, I mean that's what I'm saying. Black Panther two still on a schedule for November. I think they, that's got to be pushed back to like... I don't know. Because of COVID shit. They, Nobody, no, that's why they were still filming it. This, they started re-filming it again this year. I don't know. But yeah, so it, it's going like, to... Like, I thought he said he was going to come out with an updated fucking timeline and shit. I'm guessing it's got to be... Um, Comic-Con. Probably so. Because I think they do have a Hall H panel this year. <clears throat> Is it... This weekend? Next weekend? Next weekend, maybe? Yeah, yeah I think it's the 20... It's the weekend of the 21st. So it'd be next weekend. Yeah, according to this website. Um, but this was in May. That uh, Black Panther 2 is November 11th. Yeah, it's... In, yeah, it's the, that, the, what I was just looking at said November 2. Ant-Man, February... Because it already got pushed back because they had to stop filming at some point and then restarted filming. Guardians, May 5th. The Marvels, July 28th. 2023. And then... So you're going to have like three fucking Marvel films just in the first... the first half of the fucking year. That was the chicken. Hmm. Yeah, between February and, Je- and July, you're gonna have three Marvel films. I mean, I don't like everybody like oh superhero fatigue. Like, then don't go watch it. Like, I still love going to watch them. Like, yeah. I ain't got a problem. They still make a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, we haven't. Re- there's nothing really else to talk about. Um, they have any nominations, but that's a long list. Yeah, a long, long fucking that, list. That could be like a whole. St- Cause I mean I don't think they're anytime soon. Like we got Tom. No, you got until sep- September. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we got some time to go. We'll, we'll whittle the way. We'll, we'll we'll figure out what categories we want to actually talk about. Cause I did the little the obscure categories I'm more interested in than than the the bigger ones. Cause again, Chadwick can get his last posthumous fucking award. Trying to think of anything newsworthy. I don't know. Not really. I mean, we look. We're at two hours and twenty-three minutes. 
I think we're good for this week. Yeah. So I'm Wayne. That was Paul. And we're out.